Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On today's episode, we are going to spend some time talking about why we don't make ourselves a priority and kind of a little bit about the background of why I wanted to explore this topic. So listen in. Before we start this episode, I want to remind you of my whole health balance blueprint that's currently open. This is a behavior modification 12-week program where we focus on developing skills so that you can meet your health goals that you really want to meet. It is classes weekly, virtually, of course. And, you know, if you miss classes, you will always get a Zoom link. And so basically it's weekly classes and then midweek check-in. So there's continued accountability with me. So it's basically like you have a dietitian in your pocket for the entire 12 weeks, kind of helping you through any of the challenges that you have. So head on over to my website to find out more information about the whole health balance blueprint, 12 week program, lifestyle change program. My website is trishard.com, RD as in registered dietitian. In today's episode, we will talk a lot about why we don't make ourselves a priority. You know, this is something that I spend a lot of time thinking about in the past. Like, why is it so easy for me to put other people first, but to, you know, put myself below that or even last sometimes? And so I wanted to kind of explore that topic a little bit more today. But before that, I want to kind of explain to you how I got to this point. A few years ago, I went through a particularly difficult time that was filled with a series of hardships, like string of hardships. And during that time, you know, I had a really hard time making myself a priority. And then as each, you know, blow came, it was, I would kind of move down the ladder of my priority list. And so then after a few years, I kind of was like, what the heck is going on? And I had to climb myself out of that. So I think some of the reasons why I wasn't making myself a priority During this time, when I didn't feel like I was making myself a priority, I think a lot of this was my life was so different than how I imagined it would be. And I didn't recognize myself anymore. And that was just based on, you know, having a baby going through hardship. So I think during any time when we go through hardship, there becomes this point that you kind of, you're in this survival mode and you look at yourself and you're like, oh my God, this is like a shell of a person who I used to be. Maybe you even feel like you're losing your identity to whatever it is you're going through. So if you have a partner who's sick or whatever, I mean, you could feel like that your life is so different than you thought it would be. So I was already feeling that way, right? That I was losing my identity just because I was just, again, trying to survive. But this message was further imprinted on my brain when my son was born. And I remember going to his first doctor's appointment and the receptionist asked me for a name. Now it had always been me in my world. So I mistakenly gave her my own name and not my son's name. And then at that point, she gently notified me that from that moment on, when I came to that office, I was always going to be my son's mom. And so just like that, my identity had changed. I was now referred to as somebody's mom and not my own name. And then in addition to having that change, 
I was working so hard at work and at home trying to survive. And so coupled with the, you know, who the heck am I? And just all the demands of home and work life, self-prioritization came second to surviving and I was barely hanging on. So I share that story because I know that probably all of you have felt that at some point, but eventually you'll get to a point where you feel completely lost and alone like I did. And so the only real way out of it is to start making yourself a priority again. We all go through times when we no longer feel as important as maybe we once felt. Maybe that's because you're now a parent or maybe you're taking care of an aging parent. Maybe it's because you're older or you look different than you used to look. You may feel like you've stopped prioritizing yourself because of the demands of work or home life, or maybe you're in the midst of a crisis or because of some life-changing illness or just some inability that you now have that you previously didn't. So today we're going to spend some time talking about why you are not prioritizing yourself and what you can do to change that. I you know, always recommend going to see a therapist or some kind of seeking out some kind of professional help. If, if in talking about this, you feel like it brings something up in this podcast, I talk about from my perspective, and certainly that's not my expertise or my wheelhouse or anything when it comes to um, mental health. So if that's something that you feel like, you know, could help you. Certainly I see a therapist been seeing a therapist for a long time. So I'm a huge proponent of all things, introspection and self-help. Just one caveat to that. So one of the first reasons why we don't prioritize ourselves is that we feel selfish putting ourselves first. So most often we put ourselves last. And even if we're not last, we're probably some somewhere down the ladder of the priority list. Many of us, especially women, were raised to believe that others' demands may have been more important than our own. So we take care of others first and ignore our own desires and needs. I think too, that also becomes like a badge of honor. Like, oh my gosh, I am this person who's so giving and so caring that I'm going to put everyone for my own before myself and put their needs before my own. And maybe somewhere in there, that person gets something out of that. Certainly I've been in that position where I felt like it was almost a badge of honor to be so giving. But what I think we don't talk about is that it's not selfish to put yourself first, right? It couldn't be further from the truth, actually, because the most selfish thing that you can do is not take care of yourself or not to prioritize yourself. Because how can you fulfill who you were meant to be, or how can you be the mom or partner or friend that you want to be if you are constantly burnt out, tired, and stressed? You know, you may have friends or family relying on you and you're not there for them because you can't be because you're always putting yourself. And if you have kids, you know, This selflessness, and I'm not saying you can't be selfless because I mean, obviously it's very hard to do when you have a, when you have a family or especially if you have kids to, to not put their needs, especially if they're little, like you're going to put their needs before your own. So that's not what I'm talking about. It's more like this, like 
selflessness that's to the point that it puts you last and that you're not getting anything from a place that you feel like you're really suffering. So if you have little kids, you're also teaching them to do the same thing, to not make themselves a priority and to put others first. And how horrible is that? So we're just continuing the cycle of putting ourselves last. So taking care of yourself is the most unselfish thing you can re- that you can do because there's no other way to restore balance in your life if you're not prioritizing or taking care of who you are first. You've heard the phrase, you can't fill from an empty cup. So I want you to think about that when we're talking about prioritizing yourself. One of the next reasons why we don't prioritize ourselves is we spend too much time listening to our inner voice, or we spend too much time doing this negative self-talk cycle. So this may include some kind of like ongoing inner dialogue that plays out in your mind that is just full of negative messages. You may do it so often that you don't even know that they're there because they're on like a repeat loop and you're just repeating the same thing over again. Common examples will be things and messages like, I'm not enough. I need to be perfect. My gosh, they're on my, they're on my loop and I'm really trying to change that. I can't do it or I'm not worth it. So what can we do to change these these thoughts that we have when it comes to ourselves? Well, I think, you know, challenging any negative self-talk that you have. First, it's an idea of knowing that you have those thoughts, right? So again, if you've been doing this and have this, this like dialogue in your brain, you may not even know that it's there because you're so used to it. And this is when it's helpful certainly to have some kind of professional help kind of dissect that and break that down for you, kind of what you're thinking. But I want to remind you that typically just because you think these ways and think these thoughts and these, these negative things that you've been telling yourself, just because you think it doesn't mean that it's based on any sense of reality. It is just something that you've told yourself and you've repeated it so often that you believe it. So it could be thoughts and feelings that you've believed for so many years that it feels like reality, but it may in fact not be reality at all. It probably isn't reality. So, you know, in that instance, again, I think it's either seeking a professional or writing down what it is you're telling yourself and then trying to counteract, you know, the same counteract the statement with something that seems a little bit more realistic than what you're telling yourself. Another way to treat yourself and to be nicer and help decrease this negative self-talk is to really think about when words come out of your mouth and what you're saying to yourself. I feel like a lot of times, and myself included, I'm not I'm not perfect in any of this. This is things that I think about along my own along my own path that I feel like would be beneficial to you too. So I'm not perfect. It's just things that I'm exploring in my own life. So, you know, also I've heard people, I can't tell you how many women come in as clients and men too, and express this horribleness about themselves. Like, oh my God, I'm so fat or I'm so this and all of this negative self-talk. But I know that those same women would never say that about their friends, right? And so I think we do that. All of us do this thing where we say, these horrible things are about ourselves. 
And again, they're probably on this repeat loop and we're probably not saying them out loud. So we can't actually hear what we're saying. And so I want to, you know, I think first you have to figure out what it is you're saying and then counteract that. But then also like, imagine you as being your own best friend. And so, you know, treating yourself as such. And so that means like, you know, talking to yourself the way that you, that you would one of your best friends, because it's, it's only, you're the only one here. It's just, you know, it's, nobody's going to love you as much as you're going to love you. But I don't think that that's something that is easy. And I think it's something that, that requires work. So talking to yourself in some kind of kind and generous way, the way that you would speak to one of your closest friends is another way that you can really start to prioritize yourself and feel like you're enough and that you're worthy. This is where I think, um, you know, again, a mental health professional or having some kind of daily affirmation that you are like, you know, you are, you're awesome. You are enough, like just kind of having something that you do every day that you can, that you can start to train your brain that you don't need this negative self-talk, right? I think it's very easy to feel like this is all you've known. And so to continue to do that. And sometimes it doesn't even feel that bad to have that negative self-talk, if I'm going to be honest, because it's familiar and it's what you've been doing for so long that it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the consequences are as negative as they probably are. So I really want to challenge you to acknowledge, you know, identify what, what's kind of, what that loop is, that negative self-talk loop is, and then challenging that and then changing it. Right. Cause I don't think it's ever going to, I don't think all of a sudden one day you're going to wake up and be like, I am enough unless things have gotten really bad or unless you're doing something or having somebody help you through the process to get to that point. Another reason why we don't prioritize ourselves is that we lack self-compassion. So I'm not sure if any of you guys have listened to any of the research by Kristen Neff. So I feel like a lot of times you'll hear Kristen Neff and Brene Brown kind of in the same realm as they're both researchers. But Kristen Neff is a key research on the topic of self-compassion. Her information is in the show notes for this um, episode. So I'm going to quote you. I'm going to quote what Kristen Neff clarifies and defines as self-compassion. Okay. So self-compassion is acting the same way toward yourself when you are having a difficult time, fail or notice something you don't like about yourself. Instead of just ignoring your pain with a stiff upper lip mentality, you stop to tell yourself, this is really difficult right now. How can I comfort and care for myself in this moment? End quote. Maybe we feel like we don't know how to do it, or we see a weakness in having self-compassion. Maybe it's just easier to judge and to criticize ourselves for things we don't like or mistakes that we've made than actually, you know, comforting ourselves and making ourselves feel better, right? And to acknowledge that this is what's happening in the moment. So with self-compassion, I think, so if you've identified that this is something that maybe is holding you back or, you know, allowing you to not prioritize yourself what can you do about it? Start to believe that you are enough just as you are. Become open to the idea that you are not perfect because nobody's perfect and you are never meant to be perfect. 
as part of that imperfection, you will make mistakes and act in a way that maybe you don't like, but we accept who who we are and we try not to fix and embrace imperfection. The more we practice being kind to ourselves and embracing imperfection and worthiness and not enoughness, then the more self-compassion we will have towards ourselves. And then ultimately, I think we can probably have a little bit more compassion for other people because now we've had it for ourselves. It's much easier, I feel, to have compassion for others than it is for ourselves. So one of the easiest, well, actually, I'm not going to say easy, but one of the One of the best forms of self-care, which we talk about in this podcast, health, wellness, and self-care is to practice being kind to yourself. That may actually be one of the hardest things that you've had to do. So the more you practice though, being kind to you, and again, it could be something as simple as like repeating a statement to yourself, like I am worthy, I am enough, just something to have the recognition of it. Then the more compassionate you're going to be towards others too. So it's just this win-win because first of all, nobody's ever going to love you the way that you love you. That's just my opinion on this. And so why keep going through life, beating yourself up and and living in this hardship? I mean, we don't have to suffer, I think, in terms of what we tell ourselves and how we demonize ourselves. It can be different, but again, it's, it's identifying that you have these thoughts, challenging them, and then counteracting that those thoughts with something that's different than, than you've known or that you've said to yourself before. And then lastly, why we don't prioritize ourselves is maybe we have nothing else left to give. Maybe we give to everyone else constantly and you know, there's nothing else left for us. So we feel good about giving and maybe we even find some comfort in giving. I mean, who doesn't feel good when you give back to other people, right? But there has to be some kind of balance that you are able to give as much of yourself and to take something for yourself as you are able to do and give to other people. We spend so much time working at our jobs and tending to our family that somehow we come we come at the bottom and we come after everybody else. You know, maybe we spend the day totally occupied, which I'm sure is what's going on. We may spend the whole day being occupied by tasks that by the end of it, we're so tired at the end of the day to put any extra effort into anything, much less ourselves. And so how do we do that? How do we change that? Because then if we're so exhausted, how do we then get through that? I think it's just this accumulation of every day being so exhausted and, and feeling like there's just so many demands. And then one day goes into 30 days and then goes into six months and then goes into a year. And then all of a sudden we've become this person that it's like, geez, who am I? When was the last time I did anything fun or anything wonderful or anything, anything for myself? What happens when you start to give to yourself though, is that you'll you'll typically have a greater sense of self and happiness and overall improved health, as well as better relationships, maybe with your partner or your friends or your family or your coworkers. So how do we get from this place of not prioritizing ourselves to then making ourselves a priority? Well, I'm not really sure that that's something that is going to be 
really easy. I don't, you know, um, for me anyway, it wasn't something that was like, I mean, I think I had gotten to a point that I was like, okay, I feel so bad. I need to do something for myself. And so maybe that's where you are. And so what are some ways that you can start to give back to yourself and prioritize yourself and fill your cup? Along these steps, we've talked about different ways, but I just want to kind of end with a a few more. So making time for yourself every single day is something that's going to be important. During that time, you can do whatever it is you want. If you want to do a five-minute meditation, if you want to go for a walk, if you want to just sit in silence, whatever you want to do, it's just that you make time for yourself doing something that you want. So many of us, I feel like you'll get time during the day, right? But mostly what do we do with that? It's like, we're checking Facebook, we're checking social media, we're checking Instagram, we're doing stuff. So even though it may seem like we're doing stuff for ourselves, we're not because all of those things are probably going to contribute to making ourselves feel crappy about ourselves. So instead take the focus on doing something that you want to do every single day, whether that's journaling whether that's deep breathing, whatever it is, it's going to be different for you than it is for me. That could be making sure that you're exercising every day or, or maybe it's a monthly trip to getting your nails done. I'm not sure, but every day, even if you just do something so small, even if it's just one minute, just take that time to make yourself a priority or to do something for yourself. Cause I promise you it gets easier the more you do it. Other ways that you can give back to yourself and prioritize yourself again would be making sure that you're getting enough exercise. That's a really hard thing for people to do. And I feel like, you know, that comes at the bottom of our priority list and I'm there with you. It's very difficult for me to consistently do that, but it's really helpful. We've talked about the importance of exercise in previous episodes. And so if you really want to know the recommendations, you can go back into other episodes and you can, you can kind of see, you know, some more information about that, but just, you know, giving back to your body and that your body is enough and exercise is a way that we are able to love on ourselves and give us more, you know, our body needs that movement. And so it's another way that we can start to prioritize ourselves. It could be by having more sleep because that's a really great way to prioritize ourselves too. How many of us walk through life as zombies with like these huge cups of coffee because we can't, you know, we're exhausted again because of all the demands of whatever is going on in your life. So sleep is something that if we prioritize that, you know that you'll feel so much better and life is so much better when you've gotten adequate sleep. Another way that you can give back is just laughing and doing things that make you happy and bring you some kind of joy. They may That may be spending time with friends who remind us of who you once were and that you can tap into that identity that somehow has, you know, that you've traveled away from and, and, and is the core of who you are. It could be doing something that you really want to do. I think remembering that having some kind of self-development or, you know, have, or developing a new skill or a new habit, that's all really great ways that you can start prioritizing yourself. And that is also self-care. So I had talked about manicures. Well, you know, maybe in some ways that's a good self-care goal, but there's probably things that can be done every single day that are really tiny that will give you so much more of a compound effect 
in having the desire to prioritize yourself and make time for yourself every day. If you're working on, you know, prioritizing your health, and if you're someone who is in survival mode right now, I see you. I really do. It's awful. And I want to confirm that, you know, you can still take a tiny step today and you're going to need to take a tiny step today to get you through whatever it is you're going. Because ultimately self-care and self-prioritization is going to be something that connects you to your, your authentic self. So if you're going through a time that you feel like is horrible and crazy, you know, even if it's the only thing you can do to prioritize yourself is to breathe for one minute or to write down what you're feeling for one minute, I promise you over time that will get you to a point that you will be able to survive this time because I don't want you to come out of whatever it is you're going through and all of a sudden be like, oh shit, I And I don't even know how to get out of this because that's what I did. And it's awful. It takes so much time to unwind and to unravel all of that craziness. So I'm certainly not perfect. And I still struggle with making my, with this self-prioritization piece too. But, you know, it's much better than it was a few years ago when I, when I was going through it and I was in survival mode and I was completely at the bottom of the list. So I want you to take comfort in knowing that, you know, this isn't forever, but you may have to do something that you love or to do something for yourself every single day in order to get out of that and to start prioritizing yourself again and making your health, you know, your health and your self-care a goal again. This journey into, you know, self-care, wellness, health, it's not easy, but it's something that you know, I think we're all struggling with. And so just talking about it and normalizing it is something that I think we, you know, maybe that allows us to feel like we can start to prioritize ourselves again. If it's something that you feel like you don't have anyone that you can do that with, certainly you can join my Facebook group, Whole Health Empowerment Project. And in there, we talk about all these kinds of things. We talk about where the struggles are. We talk about some of the successes and the challenges. So if that's something that you think would help you hop on over and join the group, I'm in there and we can, I'd love to connect with you. So thanks so much for listening today, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a week, a good week, and I'll see you back here in a few days. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.